Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you being influenced? If you watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, then there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries, or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you, though? For just 20 bucks a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my sponsor and my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares our values. Go to puretalk.com slash jesse to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's puretalk.com slash jesse. I know you're paying attention to global events. Wars bubbling up everywhere. Countries are buying and hoarding mass amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our heads in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Your holster is way more important than you think it is. It's just way more important than you think it is. What, look, and I get that. The holster's not the sexy part of carrying firearms, right? You want to talk about your weapon and your ammunition. You, you want to talk about your safety training. You want to talk about how you did at the range. Oh, look at my groups. I was doing these failure drills today. And all that stuff's really important. I mean, really, really important. I'm not discounting that. But I've known so many people who do all those things. They take all the necessary steps. And then they carry with a holster they bought from a big box hunting store that was made a thousand at a time. Please, don't put your life in one of those holsters. You need to trust Northwest Retention Systems because it's all custom-made gear. It's the only thing I carry around. NWRetention.com. That's NWRetention.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Get you 10% off. Great. It's impeachment day. And look, you know what it means. I'm going to give you a couple little bites. I'm going to give you my thoughts on impeachment overall. We're not going to dwell on it all day long because let's be honest, it's a huge waste of time. We have that. We have minimum wage stuff. We have great guests coming up right now on I'm Right.
It's impeachment day. I know. I know. I'm with you. I, I heard, look, I could actually hear, as soon as I said the words, it's impeachment day, I could hear the collective, with everybody. And I am right there with you. No one cares. No one cares. It's a humongous waste of time for everybody. Democrats, Republicans, left, right, old, young, sick, short, fat, it doesn't matter. This is a huge waste of time for the entire United States of America. And I don't know what's funnier about the whole thing. That virtually everybody knows it's a waste of time? Or the gulf between everybody who knows it's a waste of time and like the five people in the House of Representatives in the Senate who actually act like this is somehow important? This is some long, somber affair. I hate to give away the game early because, you know, we're going to have to talk about this thing all week long. But here's how it's going to go. You ready for this? Um, A lot of speeches, a lot of members of the House of Representatives, Democrats, you know, the impeachment managers, they'll be out there trying to prepare to become U.S. senators one day. They'll start beginning their Senate campaign with this whole impeachment thing. You know, everybody wants their their great five-minute soundbite of, oh, this was the day. You'll hear a lot of that. You'll see a bunch of United States senators on camera with all the cameras around them when the day's over, either talking about how Trump is the Antichrist or how they're all going to do their little fundraising pitch on TV. That's what all this is. You'll see some bumbling by lawyers. Undoubtedly, you're going to see some bumbling by lawyers. And in the end, Trump's going to get acquitted easily. You need two-thirds to actually convict the guy. And in the end, we'll be what? What will we be? Nothing better. Nothing really worse, but we'll be nothing. That's, that's it. This whole thing has wasted everybody's time, all of it. And, you know, I shouldn't say nothing worse. That's probably not fair. You do realize? I mean, look, I have to, I have to talk myself in this, too. Impeaching the president of the United States was, like, the biggest deal in the world about less than a year ago and now we're impeaching somebody and no one cares that tells you what it is doesn't it the democrats and their salivating at the mouth quest to get trump stop trump they ruined yet another sacred thing in the united states of america impeachment was a really big thing it won't ever be again never Think about that. You witnessed in your lifetime impeachment become nothing. It became nothing. That's fine. It'll it'll become the value of the dollar, which is going to be worth basically nothing soon, but I'm not going off on that now. And let's remember something here. Let's remember something. Um, They're showing doctored video right now. You realize that, right? As part of their, their you know, reason you have to impeach Donald Trump, convict Donald Trump, they're showing doctored video. Remember Jaden X? Maybe you haven't heard of the name. Yeah, he's a Black Lives Matter guy. A Black Lives Matter guy. He's currently in jail for what he did. Yeah, you see that name right there? That's, that's right. That's right. He's a Black Lives Matter guy. Also, You hear a lot about Donald Trump inciting this and inciting that. He incited this. He called for this. Donald Trump caused for this. You saw everybody on the Democrat side say that. 
I, I mean, virtually every D.C. Republican pundit said that. You saw all these, oh, this is a dark day. Immediately after the whole thing, Donald Trump incited it. All, almost every pundit, radio, TV, writing for the right, talking about how oh, this is a dark day. Donald Trump did this. Then you've got the normal whiny Republicans like Mitt Romney saying the same thing. This is Donald Trump's fault. Um, they did leave out like a really important part, a really, really, really important part that's definitely going to come up of what Trump said up there, like this part. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Today, we will see whether Republicans stand strong for integrity of our elections, but whether or not they stand strong for our country. Peacefully? Peacefully? That's what he said. That's what he said. And look, Jamie Raskin, this impeachment manager for Democrats, um, this is what he said. Senators, the president was impeached by the U.S. House of Representatives on January 13th for doing that. You ask what a high crime and misdemeanor is under our Constitution? That's a high crime and misdemeanor. If that's not an impeachable offense, then there is no such thing. Telling people to fight, but peacefully and patriotically? This whole thing's a pathetic joke. And I do have to bring this up about Jamie Raskin. And I'll be honest with you, I considered not bringing it up. I'm about to show you a video. It's fairly long. Stay with me. I'm going somewhere with it. But it's of Jamie Raskin. It's from today. And sometimes, and I say this as a, as a really bad human being. I'm a bad person, as you know. Sometimes I really wonder what these people think when the cameras are off. You know, they're flesh and blood once they go home at night. Your little Chinese takeout, get ready for bed at night, get there, brush your teeth, and they're looking at themselves in the mirror. I wonder if they ever have a moment. I wonder if Jamie Raskin is going to think about this moment from today and think to himself, what have I become? I hope this trial reminds America how personal democracy is and how personal is the loss of democracy, too. Distinguished members of the Senate, my youngest daughter, Tabitha, was there with me on Wednesday, January 6th. It was the day after we buried her brother, our son, Tommy, the saddest day of our lives. And when they were finally rescued over an hour later by Capitol officers and we were together, I hugged them and I apologized and I told my daughter, Tabitha, who's 24 and a brilliant algebra teacher in Teach for America. Now, I told her how sorry I was, and I promised her that it would not be like this again the next time she came back to the Capitol with me. And you know what she said? She said, Dad, I don't want to come back to the Capitol again. <laughs> I'm going to set aside the crying there at the end for a moment. I, whatever, it is what it is. I'm a parent. I'm a bad one, but I'm a parent. 
I couldn't possibly imagine losing one of my little buddies, right? I'm sure the same for you if you have kids. I couldn't possibly comprehend losing one of them and then using his funeral for political purposes? What's wrong with these people? What is, you take the darkest day of your life, of any parent's life, and you use it at an impeachment trial for, for whatever purpose? Do you think, I really want you to think about this, because I think about this a lot. Do you think Jamie Raskin, maybe not tonight, maybe, maybe tonight he's all amped up on adrenaline. Do you think 20 years from now, he's going to think about that moment and think, oh, that, that was not a good moment for me. I'm so embarrassed for him. And I think I have to be, because you know what? He's probably not. I... All right. And remember, Democrats are very, very, very against using fiery rhetoric. Make sure we show up wherever we have to show up. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. Don't just come here today and then go home. Go to the hill today. Get up and please get up in the face of some Congress people. Man, that sounds, sounds like they're inciting an insurrection. But you know what? Credit where it's due. North Dakota Senator Kramer, he probably summed it up best. Quote, welcome to the stupidest week in the Senate. While Speaker Pelosi sent these backbenchers to tie up the Senate, she sent the rest of the House home instead of carrying on actual work of the American people. Impeachment is not something we should use flippantly as a response to her view that President Trump demeaned the office. The House Speaker is now making a mockery of Congress and one of the most serious institutions and processes in our country. It's disgusting. And while I love the statement and he's 100% right, he did miss the mark on one thing. One of the most serious institutions? No, 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 no. It might have been. It's a gigantic puppet show now. And I'm so embarrassed for all of them. All that may have made you uncomfortable. But I'm right. Well, I think we should send some better people there, don't you? I mean, I, it's just something I believe we should be doing. We have to be more purposeful, like I've talked to you about before, about where we go, how we spend our money, what we do, how we live our lives. We just have to. That's the fight we're in now. That's why I love Mammoth Nation so much. And I'm not telling you to do something I'm not, I, or I haven't done. I'm a, I'm a lifetime member of Mammoth Nation. When you become a member of Mammoth Nation, your money, it goes to the people running for office who will actually fight for the stuff you believe in. But you actually get something from it too. You get discounts discounts on hotels and shopping and travel and telehealth and all these things. You get the best of both worlds. You save money while trying to save your country. It's that good. 
Go to mammothnation.com slash jesse. That's mammothnation.com slash jesse. We'll be back. Democrats and the minimum wage. In case you're wondering why they decided to kind of lead with that, because it was kind of their lead, right? I mean, Biden does, of course, he has to wipe out some Keystone Pipeline jobs, and he has to let a bunch of illegal immigrant criminals stay in the country. We'll get to that in a moment. But minimum wage? Where did that, where did that come from? Who was even clamoring for it? And, of course, Chuck and Nancy support minimum wage. And th- this is the actual details, by the way, of what it is. Impact of the Raise the Wage Act. Minimum wage would increase to $15 by 2025. Moves to $9.50 in 2021. Employment would be reduced by $1.4 million or 0.9%. The cumulative budget deficit over the 2021-2031 period would increase by $54 billion. Now, here's the thing. We're going to have a little talk. This is totally separate from politics. Just you and I talking about employment, the employee, the employer, jobs, the economy, because apparently the entire country needs a little bit of a pep talk on this, a little bit of a primer. All right, first, minimum wage. It should be zero dollars. Jesse, do do you want someone out there making zero dollars? If that's what they're worth, absolutely. Absolutely. The economy works well if everybody gets paid what they're worth. Now, let me be clear. I hope you make as much money in your life as you can possibly make. Don't develop any bad habits, but make as much money as you can make it all. But the entire economy functions better if everybody is making exactly what they're worth, period. You been to a fast food restaurant lately? You ask for uh, no ketchup on a burger, as you should? and you pick it up and there's extra ketchup all over the burger, that person is not a bad person. That person is probably a teenager. As a teenager, you're an idiot. You have to learn basic life skills about following simple instructions, about personal responsibility, things like that. And you're not worth $15 an hour. You're not worth five. You're probably worth about two. That's all you're good for. Show up, try not to vomit in the trash can or spit in anyone's cheeseburger and go home after about eight hours after you poorly sweep the floor. That's about it. That's about it. This whole politics and economies of compassion, it's all so stupid. And the minimum wage doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help a single soul. If you force Subway to pay all their workers $15 an hour, and I just use them as an example, they may already do that, but if you force them to pay all their workers $15 an hour, what you're going to do is guarantee the cost of a Subway sandwich shoots up so high that the normal person can't afford to make it. How is this a difficult concept for everybody out there? If the minimum wage actually raised the standard of living, you'd just pay everybody $100 an hour. It doesn't do that. Do you know I live in Texas I live in the Texas suburbs, and if you make, pick a number, $100,000 a year, it's a great number. If you make $100,000 a year, family of four making 100, 100 grand in the suburbs of Texas, you know you're a homeowner, probably gonna own two cars with that. Take the old lady out to nice meal on Friday night, you can have a real decent life. You know if you make $100,000 and live in New York City, you live in Manhattan, you're a homeless person. 
I don't think you'll be able to afford the rent in a one-bedroom piece of garbage apartment and also eat. Standard of living is determined by the cost of goods and services around you as it relates to your pay, period. This is not a difficult concept at all. And I have no idea how we got caught up in minimum wage, raising the standard of living, it doesn't. Or how even worse, we got caught up in the, you deserve this. You deserve what you're worth and nothing more. If you want to make more money, become more valuable to your employer. It's not difficult. You don't make money because you deserve it, because you really want it, because the guy across the hall gets it. You make money based on the value you bring to your employer. And if your employer doesn't recognize that value and you're bringing value, go across the street to his competitor if they will pay you what you're worth and go there. You go take care of you. But you're never going to make a bunch of money in this lifetime if you don't learn to bring value to your employer. There. I'm glad we had that talk, kids. A bunch of people in this country needed it. Send it to your friends and family. It'll probably help them out. Now, illegal immigration. Biden's already signing illegal immigration executive orders because he signed like 9,000 executive orders. So, because, so, of course, there'd be some illegal immigration ones in there. This internal memo to ICE is, well, here it is. Quote, agents will no longer seek to deport immigrants for crimes such as driving under the influence and assault and will focus instead on national security threats, recent border crossers, and people completing prison and jail terms for aggravated felony convictions. Generally, these convictions would not include drug-based crimes, less serious offenses, simple assault, DUI, money laundering, property crimes, fraud, tax crimes, solicitation, or charges without convictions, acting director Tay Johnson told senior officials in a Thursday email advising them on how to operate while new guidelines are finalized. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. That's Ryan. ICE, you know, the guys responsible for apprehending and deporting illegal immigrants, they're being told to stand down from arresting and deporting illegal immigrants. This was a headline from Breitbart today. Quote, ICE raid to arrest illegal alien sex offenders canceled at the last minute. You see, that's the thing we have to remember when it comes to all this stuff. It's not always Republican versus Democrat, left versus right. It's not always Jesse, the anti-communist. These are real people. Real lives are affected by this. Real lives are affected by this. Now, lastly, what have I been telling you about the communists and, and obsessing about calling them hypocrites? Remember, I've been telling you to drop that. And there's a reason I tell you to drop that. Communists know they're hypocrites, but they don't view it that way. Yes, the left can get away with all this, and then they'll call you out for it, and they'll be genuinely shocked. But a communist thinks that he has special access to certain rights and privileges that a heretic does not. Because remember, communism is a religion of domination. If you don't subscribe to it, and almost undoubtedly you don't, you're a heretic. It's not hypocritical for them. You're a heretic. A heretic doesn't get to do all the things I get to do. 
And you saw, of course, the Super Bowl is a great example. You saw recently all those people out after the Super Bowl partying it up. Wow, look at that. Oh, my word. It, it almost looks like people are they're having fun. These people are having fun. And then, of course, we have to get yet another little tyrant. The Tampa mayor stands up and says this. We had tens of thousands of people all over the city downtown, out by the stadium, Ybor City, uh, down here in Channelside, and very, very few incidents. So I'm proud of our community, but uh, those few bad actors uh, will be identified, and the Tampa Police Department will handle it. Identified and the police department will handle it? We're going to send the cops to... To do what exactly for somebody who was celebrating the Super Bowl without a mask on? And the important thing is, I want you to know, the Tampa mayor is very, very, very concerned about everybody wearing a mask. Oh, oh, that, that, that looks like the Tampa mayor with no mask on at the game. Oops. And I saw everybody out there today. Oh, what a hypocrite. Oh, she's a hypocrite. Stop with that. Yeah, she is. But they know they are. They don't care. You're a second-class citizen in their eyes. Of course you should do the things they don't do. That's part of it. And our boy, Heavy D, Ron DeSantis, he was asked about wearing a mask. Quote, caught Ron, Ron DeSantis before he left an event, and he brought up this picture on his own by saying, someone said, hey, you were at the Super Bowl without a mask. But how the hell am I going to be able to drink a beer with a mask on? Come on. I had to watch the Bucks win. Ladies and gentlemen, doing the best I can not to get hooked on this guy early. You know, I don't worship politicians, but there's a man who very, very, very much understands the pulse of America right now. Go get him, Heavy D. Now, let me tell you something else that's going on in America right now. Cybercrime is up 75%. 75%. That's how big it is right now. It's the big booming crime. And right now, if you own a home, your home title is online. I can't stress that enough. It's not in a bank. Your home title is online. And because it's online, they can hack it. In fact, they've got an easy way to hack home titles. It takes them less than 10 minutes. They hack it. They get it. You're toast. Because then they will forge your signature on it. They'll take a loan out against it. They will take off with the money. You have to pay it back. Or you could just go get Home Title Lock. Go to HomeTitleLock.com, sign up. If you use the code RADIO, you get 30 free days of protection. HomeTitleLock.com. We'll be back. It's a very, very heavy day today on the Capitol. It's very serious. I want everybody to know this is a very serious proceeding that we should all take very seriously. Uh, take this Democrat representative. I was in the Capitol on January 6th. I was on the floor with lead manager Raskin. Like every one of you, I was evacuated as this violent mob stormed the Capitol's gates. What you experienced that day, what we experienced that day, what our country experienced that day, is the framers' worst nightmare come to life. 
Presidents can't inflame insurrection in their final weeks and then walk away like nothing happened. It's just going to be brutal all week long. And joining me now to talk about that and other things is Georgia Congresswoman Mar Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, it, this feels like such a big fat waste of time in a gigantic talent show. That's what it feels like, a talent show. Oh, I call it a circus. It's, it's a complete circus. Ah. And I think it's going to be not only this week, Jesse, I think it's going to continue on and on. Okay, is this just uh, Democrats don't really have good ideas? I mean, it's easy to run on grievance politics and America sucks and everyone sucks and these people suck. But then you get there and you actually have to do something. So this feels like an intentional distraction from the fact that none of their ideas are any good and they don't know what to do. Well, actually, I think they definitely are doing not only something, they're doing a lot. Joe Biden has signed 47 executive orders the Democrats have rammed through a $2 trillion budget that has nothing in it. Then they're going to go through the reconciliation process and ram every single socialist uh, spending plan they want into it. So they're definitely doing something, but they just have to have a, a big distraction for the media to show um, and continue people uh, hating on Trump and, and hating on people like me so that people don't get focused on what their real policies and their real actions are. Not, not that I want to nerd out too much on the details, but can you explain reconciliation for those of us with low IQs? Well, reconciliation is actually the process. It's like what they did with Obamacare. Remember when Nancy Pelosi said, just pass it and then we'll see what's in it. This is the same process. So they just passed a uh, approximately close to $2 trillion budget of COVID stimulus spending of our hard-earned tax dollars. Uh, what everybody goes to work every single day, you work hard and then you follow the law and you pay the taxes. Um, so they, they pass that, but it's like a blank check. There's nothing in it. So reconciliation will be the process of actually going and, and allotting how much is spent of the $2 trillion for each thing. For example, $145 billion for education to go to schools when our kids are at home and not going to schools and the uh, woke communist teacher unions uh, and teachers are refusing to go back to work. So that's, that's pretty much what it looks like. And the American people are being held hostage to this tyrannical government and, and stuck with uh, fitting the bill. Do Republicans, I understand we don't have the House, sadly, we don't have the House, we don't have the Senate, we don't have the presidency. Do we have any ability to stop this nonsense? Because I've been worried about a gigantic Democrat payoff to the people who won on the election, and now it looks like it's here. Yeah, no, we don't have any ability to stop it. And that's why I don't feel affected at all losing my committee assignments, because Republicans have no control on committees. It's just a place to message on, if we were in charge, this is what we would do, for example. But Republicans have no say anywhere in the House of Representatives in Congress. Um, they completely control the White House, so whatever says goes from the presidency. And then we've got Kamala Harris as the deciding vote in the Senate. So this is basically the worst case scenario for the American people, and Republicans um, really can't do anything to stop it. Well, after the impeachment trial is done, the Republican Party looks to be a party 
in search of identity right now, or in the very least, you know, squabbling. But there's always squabbling after a party takes a big loss. That's just the nature of the beast. When you win, everybody gets along. When you lose, everybody's pointing fingers at somebody else. What is the future of the Republican Party? I'm glad you asked that. You're right. There is some squabbling going on, and there definitely should be. You see, President Trump received nearly 75 million votes. That's the most votes of any Republican president in United States history. That should be the biggest sign to the GOP and the Republican Party that President Trump controls the party, that his America First policies are what Republican voters want. But you see, we have a little problem within the party. There were 10 that voted for impeachment. There were 11, 10 of them were the same ones, 11 that voted to remove me from committees. Those are the never Trumpers and those are the ones that are doing everything they can to move the Republican party past President Trump. But what they don't realize is the Republican people, the voters in this country are not going to move past Trump. So that is the problem inside the GOP right now. The people in this country are sick and tired of weak, weakness in the Republican Party. They want Republicans to stand up and fight back so that we aren't spending $2 trillion on anything and everything that the Democrats want to do so that we don't have wide open borders and so that we're not continuing to murder over 62 million people um, in the womb and never giving them a chance uh, at living their American dream. So the Republican Party is definitely going to spend the next two years having to find itself and having to find its message. And that is that is what I'm going to be working on since I don't have any committee assignments. What does that mean, no committee assignments for people who don't understand about committees? Well, committees, um, there's, there's lots of different committees in Congress. There's Judiciary, there's Homeland Security, there's budget, there's education and labor, um, there's min intel, you know, where Eric Swalwell, who had a relationship with a Chinese spy, he serves there. Um, there's lots of committees, and Republicans and Democrats are assigned to these committees to work together on these focused issues, and they're very important, and this should be a place where Democrats and Republicans work together uh, for the interest of the American people and for American businesses. Um, and anything to do with our country. However, what's happening right now is Democrats uh, refuse to work with Republicans at all. So they're basically running what you would consider a, consider a tyrannical government. They don't care about Republicans' ideas. They don't care about Republican policies. And they don't care about Republican districts and the people that live there. So um, the committees right now are pointless. And the only thing that's happening and coming out of these committees is the Democrats' uh, socialist policy plans. Okay, how, how radical is it? Because right now it looks really bad, but I don't want to get stuck in the news cycle. You know, I don't want to get stuck on the same, you know, reading the same articles everyone else reads and things like that. It mm -hmm. seems like Joe Biden, at least in the first few weeks, it seems like he's worse than Barack Obama, and that's saying something. Oh, he's far worse than Barack Obama, and, and anyone that was paying attention would have known that because, uh, you know, Joe Biden signed the manifesto with Bernie Sanders, and anyone that read that manifesto back in the summer knew uh, what was coming, and it, it looked like this and much worse um, than they're continuing down that trail. It's all about, you know, woke climate justice. It's, it's all about serving um, and trying to bring equality, but yet they're really forcing inequality. Um, and it's all about denying God's creation that he created us male and female, and there is no more gender. Uh, Nancy Pelosi did that on day one in the rules. 
Uh, it's worse than that on committees. Republicans are being lectured that if you served in the military or you're a former police officer, that you have the tendencies of domestic terrorists. That's how, that's how we're being treated in Congress. There's now metal de detectors in place for us to enter into the chamber to go and vote because they're treating us as if, if we're some kind of criminals when we haven't done anything wrong and, and are of no threat. And we were victims of the January 6th Capitol attack as well. Um, so the reality is that we, we have serious problems on our hand and the quicker the American people wake up and realize it and stop paying attention to the circus on television, like what is happening today, then, then the quicker that they can put pressure, the American people would need to put a lot of pressure calling in and demanding that the Democrats stop these freedom destroying uh, policies that they're ramming into place in just a matter of weeks. It ha it's only been a matter of weeks. Congresswoman, thank you so much for giving us some time tonight. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. All right. We'll be back. Sometimes when I call these people communists, it makes people uncomfortable. And I get that. You don't want to be calling somebody something terrible, especially if they're not. But we understand the situation we're in in the country, right? Where our media... One of the two major political parties, half the other one, our education system, we're busting Chinese spies. They're all saying the same thing the Communist Party of China is saying. We're in this position. We have to acknowledge where we are. We're never getting out of it. This coronavirus stuff is still amazing to me. This is from Politico. WHO, World Health Organization team, coronavirus unlikely to have leaked from a Chinese lab. They're going back to blaming it on bat soup or something like that. And joining me now to talk about that and other things is former congresswoman and doctor, and she does pretty much everything else, Nan Hayworth. Congresswoman, what? this is from China. We know this is from China. We don't have to specify which lab it came from because we may not know yet, but why? how are we always taking China's line on this stuff? How indeed, Jesse, and my answer is always follow the money. Right. And so we know that. Uh, and look, I, you know, I think we've talked about this before. I am emphatically in favor of, of free and fair trade, but it does have to be free and fair. Uh, I think, it, you know, trade obviously is a way of uh, linking us all in common purpose around the world. But the problem with China is that China is now uh, has now become a hegemonic power. Uh, and there are so many large American concerns uh, that do business with China. Uh, and of course, the Biden administration uh, seems to have some pretty significant uh, uh, familial ties with China. And in fact, I think Jen Psaki said just yesterday or on Friday that they were working on winding down. He was working on winding down, uh, you know, Hunter Biden, some of his uh, his investments in China. Uh, but China wields enormous power. And I have heard this directly from folks who are in a position to know uh, that, that they are playing for keeps. Uh, and China is a very dangerous force. They want to dominate the world. When we talk about the American uh, century, we were talking about America liberating the peoples of the world for their own self-determination, not so with China. China wants to have the world as its place to determine 
the you know to on which to impose the will of the Chinese people. So that's what we're seeing. We're seeing the influence of China, and it is very heavily in the UN. And now that Biden is in power in the United States, uh, you will see uh, the United States yield to China. Nan, connect these worlds for me because I'm I'm like you. I look, I love free and fair trade and all these other things. Yeah. I, I I'm a small government person, as I know you are. Yes. But when I hear about things, and I know these things to be true, when I hear the Communist Party of China has the power to pick up the phone and does so often to an American movie producer and yes. edit out a scene that they don't like, that's not healthy. I don't know no. how to stop it. I don't want the National Guard to storm in and take over uh, Paramount Studios or something. But you can't have that as a nation. You can't have your arch nemesis controlling things like the entertainment your people consume. Nan, how do we stop it? We have to. I, we have to recognize it, Jesse. That's that's the first thing. We have to be aware, and it's fundamentally it's very uncomfortable. It's antithetical in some ways to our uh, frame of mind as Americans for a lot of reasons. Number one, uh, you know, Americans like to live their lives um, concentrating on. Uh, what pleases and delights them. We're a consumer society, so it's not fun to feel duty-bound every day to examine, uh, you know, everything that's said, every uh, everything that goes on in uh, the public square. But in fact, that is where we are today. You are calling out rightly. You are one of the heralds uh, of this challenge. We have to be alert. We have to be aware. We are, yes, indeed, surrounded by threats. And there has been a capitulation by American industry, by American popular culture, by the big multinationals. Uh, to There has been this deference to uh, not, not only to China indirectly or otherwise, but also to this concept that somehow the American model has failed, you know, and, and, and China rejoices uh, when, when, we, uh, when, when we silence conservatives, when we, uh, when we call half the country uh, bigots uh, and, and anti-everything except for, I guess, you know, white people and President Trump. Uh, and the Chinese rejoice at this because our division uh, allows them to uh, be relatively stronger. Nan, why don't people understand minimum wage? I, I'm just, I'm <laughs> genuinely floored that, yeah. honestly, if you have an IQ above a potato, you understand that if you raise minimum wage, you crush youth unemployment. I mean, youth unemployment shoots through the roof. You crush black people. That's terrible for the minority communities. And the cost of your goods and services around you all go up. These are basic things that I learned when I was like 10 years old and I was an idiot. How does the whole country not know this? How indeed, Jesse. Uh, well, look, I mean, how many Democrats do you know who are alumni of some of our country's most august institutions? who support this nonsense uh, because it, 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 because fundamentally uh, we've we don't understand common sense math economics none of those things all of the economics that's taught most of it most of it 
uh, it seems, that's taught in our institutions is more of the Keynesian uh, government intervention model. Uh, you know, these, the, and I know, you know, my own generation at Princeton, my own class at Princeton seems to be chock full, uh, and it's not just my class, but certainly chock full of people who actually believe with all their hearts and souls that the means to achieve social good is through policy. That is their raison d'etre, so that they can they can create policy and government is always a force for good and it becomes an inexorable force for good instead of the beauty of markets. <laughs> you know, they've never seen Milton Friedman or they, they thought he was some amusing curiosity. Uh, they've never read Thomas Sowell in any serious way. Apparently, uh, they have missed out entirely on the, the good news. My dad used to say that about folks who uh, didn't quite understand the gospel. You know, I said they've missed out on the good news. Well, you know, they've missed out on the good news that in fact, free market economics is indeed the most liberating empowering and humane force in human history. Nan, look, I've, I'm never going to be on Princeton's campus. Sadly, they didn't offer me uh, enrollment in that school. I know that's a big shock to everybody, but in, in all seriousness, it is not healthy for a nation to have our best and brightest, Princeton, Stanford, Harvard, be the dumbest people in society. I mean, not IQ-wise, but you understand what I'm saying. Oh, know, this absolutely. is so unhealthy. Yeah, it's it's so unhealthy. You do want your bright people to be leaders. I want the next graduating class of Princeton to be out there leading. And if they're bigger morons than I am, we are screwed. Uh, yes, Jesse, as as you and I both know, there is a separation between uh, being able to absorb certain aspects of uh, academic subjects that are worthy of examination and of scholarship, uh, but that doesn't translate into being able to manage uh, the uh, nuts and bolts of economic activity in the real world. They're two very separate things. <laughs> uh, and, and today, uh, in our institutions, we have uh, an overwhelming dominance uh, by people who have managed because of, and, the, and we've talked about this before, but this is a disease of prosperity. They have managed to be sheltered within these institutions that are very richly endowed because of course everybody, you know, it's the modern version of buying yourself indulgences with the church. Now you ingratiate yourself with great universities and you give them lots of money so that you will be recognized as, you know, a, a, a scholar and a, you know, a, a, you know, a higher force within the society. But this is the problem. They're all insulated from the effects of the actual economy. That's gonna change the more Democrats get to run the economy because we are gonna be going down. And then they'll have to deal with subsistence issues and they'll have a very different perspective. Well, maybe that'll actually be healthier for the country. Nan Hayworth, you're always the best. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> As are you, Jesse. Thank you. Thank you. All right, we got more. Hang on. Well, there's one subject I love the most. There's one thing I love the most, and everybody knows what that thing is. It's me. I love myself. I'm a narcissistic sociopath who only loves to talk about himself and give credit to myself. So I have to say it pains me to give credit to somebody else. 
I saw this short little video on the internet today, and it was so freaking cool. I'm disappointed I didn't come up with it. And look, credit where it's due, this is as good as it gets. great how did they even get that much soap on the ground how many takes did that whatever happened there i'm impressed gotta love the internet all right we'll do it again tomorrow you know your house smells don't get mad don't get mad my house smells too i'm not i'm not indicting you i'm sure you keep a clean home but just time means you're going to acquire smells, whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint and your carpet, maybe they're animal smells, maybe you're a smoker or someone else was. Just living creates smells. I didn't realize that my home had a smell to it until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever, ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me on top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one. Get two. Be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com. Promo code JESSE. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has supported our nation's heroes and their families ever since. Heroes like Marine Corps Sergeant Adam Mayo. Mayo served our nation for over seven years before he was catastrophically injured during training. He was left paralyzed from the chest down, severely limiting his ability to move around his home independently. Tunnel to Towers paid Sergeant Mayo's mortgage, removing a financial burden for him and his family. The foundation gave him a specially adapted smart home designed for his specific needs. Tunnel to Towers has already come to the aid of so many heroes and their families by providing mortgage-free homes. The foundation is also committed to eradicating veteran homelessness. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.